And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast with Davey Ruspin and back in the seat once again, the man from Kells is gone, he got his chance Davey Ruspin, Mr. Alan Tormey tried to take my place here on this podcast and I'm not for leaving, I'm not for leaving yet, so I'm not, but um, uh, back to, by popular demand let's just say, and, and public outrage, that, uh, there was two Kells men on the podcast yeah. for the last. <laughs> Behave yourself. <laughs> Risen from the dead like that fella, uh, E.T., wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Was it a- <laughs> oh, you're, you're very welcome back, Mickey. Alan was was a very good, able deputy, but... Absolutely brilliant. You know, there's, you can't beat the tried and tested. Yeah, yeah. No, Alan is absolutely brilliant and uh, phenomenal GAA man as well. And uh, yeah, I want to thank him for standing in. He's a he's a he's a good lad. Let's just say he's a good lad. He'll be kept. He'll be kept. So we will. So, um, Davy, did you miss me then? Like, like, what was the story? Like, what have you been up to? I haven't been speaking to you. I was obviously everybody knows I was at this stage that I was in um, getting a bit of surgery. So um, I was in the hospital for a few days. So what have you been up to? Um, I, I've you, been you across been... the pond. Yeah, I was across the pond getting therapy for uh, being exploited to those images that you sent me of your hand post operation. So, yeah, yeah, thanks can we that. just can we just clarify? It was my hand. I sent you pictures of. <laughs> I think so. It wasn't pretty, so possibly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't the better for uh, for looking at those, Mickey, as you know. But yeah, thanks a million for sending it to me on several different occasions. Yeah, they're they're called Mick pics. <laughs> Oh Lord, yeah. And you were across the pond, you were getting a bit of therapy. You probably could have done with a bit of therapy when you came home as well, because you went over to see your beloved Arsenal get whipped again by um their local rivals. Whipped, whipped nil-nil. Uh, yeah. Arsenal got a lesson in time wasting and anti-football behaviour by none other than Burnley Football Club. Um difficult one to watch. Um Gasson because the, the tickets were a, a kind of surprise Christmas present and my dad was consulted before they were bought and the two options were put to him what game will be better Liverpool in February in the league huh. or, or someone else and dad was of the opinion well pick a game that they'll definitely win so <laughs> Burnley was the one that was picked <laughs> in hindsight now I'd have loved it was Liverpool <laughs> well do you know what you can nearly guarantee now that, that that's what's going to happen they'll probably have their best game of the season beat Liverpool 3-0 or something yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, be just your luck. But um, yeah, you were over, and yeah, 
you enjoyed yourself anyway in the Emirates and uh, you're back and uh, you're here to tell the tale. But uh, on GAA fronts, Davey, it's been uh, a busy few days and we've a busy few days ahead and months and we'll get to that in a few minutes because we've got loads. We've got obviously the hurlers were out last week, meeting Galway, getting the Alliance Football League uh, um, off this Sunday in Pierce Stadium in Galway. Um, the club season is about to start back as well. Can you believe that? We're getting a full season. Um, we've a couple of other things that we want to update you on as well. But David, before we do move on, I um, I I woke up yesterday morning, Monday, right, and I, I won't lie, it was after having a few drinks on Sunday, and I had an awful hangover. But I I had this, I had this awful awful nightmare, that like I couldn't believe it, like. I was after being in the pub and I sure was out till I don't know what time on Sunday evening and the whole lot like and I woke up yesterday and I was like going God I had this terrible nightmare and this feeling that like you know that we haven't been allowed to do anything for the last couple of years and as I looked at the newspaper and I looked at the the Hogan stand and I looked at the Mead Chronicle and all that all it was was about you know the National Football League starting this week and you know then I saw the club season and I was like going did that really just happen for the last two years? Yeah, uh, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Like, it's, it's only when you look back on it now, how condensed. Are you talking about in football and circles? I just mean, it, in, yeah. I mean, in general, you know, everything for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And fair play to the public. We, we, everybody has done an amazing job. But it's nearly like, OK, we, we, we know that there's going to be small, tiny restrictions. But like, literally nearly everything is back to normal. And. You look at the club season, which we'll be looking at in a few minutes' time, and we've got our club, we've got our cup competitions, we've got our league, we've got the full championship. It's the full league season for for the Mead hurlers and the Mead footballers, and it's just like you know, the last two years never happened. Yeah, and it, they almost seem like a bit of a blur as well, don't they? <laughs> like you know, you it, it, if you're to think about it football wise, there's nothing. Okay, you'll have your couple of standouts with the minors and the ladies, but in terms of uh, putting years on certain events that happen or that I don't think they'll live long in the memory and probably the big factor in it was the fact that the games were largely played behind closed doors so they turn into almost forgettable enough outings because there's no real atmosphere associated with them we've been fortunate enough the pair of us to been at you know the majority of the games both club and county and they don't have that same feel to them or same vibe particularly the National League I, I think it's a great competition um, always sort of generates really highly competitive games, but without the supporters, it, it, it is true the game is is nothing basically. And thankfully, come Sunday, we should see a big crowd uh, traveling to Salt Hill to support Mead for the first yeah. time in the guts of two years, really. Yeah, really, really will be. And um, and we will co- we'll come back to that in just a moment because the hurlers were out in the Q Cup again last weekend, Davy, and uh, they were taking on Carlo. This game was. It was moved. Um, the time was changed. Everything was. They did everything in their power to try and put Carlo off, but uh, Carlo came away with the victory anyway. The game was played on Sunday in Kilmessen, and uh, there was no confusing these Carlo lads. It was two twenty-two all the twos to means nineteen points and uh, twenty-eight to nineteen a nine-point victory for Carlo. Um, and just as we say, start talking about you know restrictions lifted and we're going to get back to normal and we're going to have loads of football and hurling and the whole lot. Mead's game against Kildare this weekend has been uh, cancelled in the Q Cup. Mead and Kildare, uh, that game is off. And I suppose 
the reason for that is they are out on Sunday, uh, February the 6th, in round one of the Division 2A of the Hurling. So neither team had won a game against either Carlo or Westmead. So there was no point in showing their full hands, really, um, in a game that was of no benefit to anybody. Exactly, yeah, yeah, very much so. I could completely agree with it. I think, to be honest with you, there's been a number of changes in sort of the backroom team with, with the Mead Hurlers, and it's going to take a little bit of time, but you also have to remember that they're in the middle of a really sort of heavy training schedule, and that's probably leaving them a little bit leggy in the games. That's not an excuse, of course, but it definitely is going to take a little bit of time to adjust to what, you know, Saoirse Bulfin in particular is doing. I've spoken to a couple of the lads. They've been singing his praises to send the setup. Um, no, no stone has been left unturned. They're getting everything they want and need. So there'll be no excuses. And you might just have to sacrifice a few games earlier in the season to be ready for later in the season. Now, they're fortunate in the sense that the league doesn't start for a few weeks as well. You know, so they have two or three weeks time to kind of get themselves ready. Another bit of training, probably no games now. They have the two under their belt. They've also blooded a number of young players who have come into the panel. A few of the more experienced players have only come back in recent weeks after an extended break. So I, I, I don't think Nick Fitz or Nick Fitz, Nick Weir, I don't think uh, he'll be too concerned or too bothered by the, the two results. He's got game time into a number of players. Um, okay, they'll want to sharpen up big time for the league because they're going to be playing a lot of these counties again. And that's yeah. that was the big sort of downfall to Mead last year was the league and the early championship, which caught them on the hop. But I think this year with the, as you mentioned at the top of the show, the full the fuller season, um, I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so. Because um, they do have, as we say, Kildare in the first of those games. And Kildare took a heavy beating on the weekend to Westmead, 621 to uh, 20 points. So... Um, I know that Westmead did beat Mead in the opening round, um, but it was, what was it? It was eight points or something like that. So if that's anything to go by, we're, we're, we're ahead of Kildare. But we do need to be getting, we said it about the, the league for the Hurlers. The first two games are crucial. Um, then they've got a free hit in the third game. And uh, yeah, um, it is kind of disappointing though, losing to Carlo and Westmead because you've got the Agra to face it off against both of them. In, in, in the Joe McDonough later on as well. So um, it'll be interesting to, to see that. But yeah, um, their game this weekend is off. And as you said, they've got blood, plenty of players um, in the two games they played in the Q Cup. Davey, um, on Saturday at 1.30pm this week in uh, the Downs in Westmead, it is, of course, our high-flying Trim GAA club against St. Uh, Folias of Roscommon in the All-Ireland semi-final of the intermediate club championship and uh yeah um i was uh, i've been looking at some folias davy and, and in fairness was was clubs have done pretty well this year but they beat the galway champions in the um in the connacht final and it was through a last gasp last minute goal that was dubious enough as well so they've come through a few tight games um uh, along the way to get into this position. And they do have a few of the Murtas involved with the team as well. Dear Murta being the standout player, I suppose, on the team and whatever. So, like, again, Trim are going to have to be very professional and methodical in what they will do on the weekend if they are to get over Roscommon. And I'm sure having Kevin Riley, and we've spoken about Kevin Riley 
at the helm um, of this dream team. Um, that you know, there's going to be no stone left unturned for this game. No, their improvement levels are going to have to continue in the vein in which they have been up until this point. There is, they are most definitely an awesome side, an awesome outfit, but they do still leave themselves open to improvement. You know, I think the two goals that they conceded um, against Clara in the Leinster final will be a concern to Kevin. You know, the fact that they were opened up and they were really kind of soft goals to concede in on a trim side, which on the main all year round have been watertight defensively. Um, a lot's going to depend on that red card talent, Douglas, if they can get it rescinded too. You know, he's captain, leader, sort of legend in trim. Um, mm-hmm. Not to be too kind of uh, cliched about it, but he's a class act. He, he sets the tone for them. He makes them tick. Um, he's one of the most experienced players in trim along with James Toher. Take those two guys out of the team. It's a relatively inexperienced young team, so they'll need him. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's an All-Ireland semi-final. They're unbeaten in 18 now. 18, it? yeah. 18 uh, on the bounce. So why not try and go and make it 19 and cap it off with 20 in an All-Ireland final? I think they, they have... What they have had on every team, and I include Clara in this, Mickey, is they have the fitness on them. They have the legs, and that's the big thing. They have the skill and all that, but so do other teams when you get to this stage of a competition. To me, the biggest thing that Trim have over everyone they've played so far in this long win streak is fitness and and bit of youth and exuberance and everything like that, um, and an excellent level of work rate. If they bring that and they get the bit of a rub of the green on the day, I, I think they'll be bang there. Um and, and hopefully want to be brilliant to, to get to an All-Ireland final again at intermediate level. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And and, and it's just been a pleasure, uh, you know, following them and, and interviewing the lads and whatever all year. They're a great bunch. And Kevin Riley really is getting a song out of this bunch of lads. And that's nothing against any of the previous managers. But I suppose sometimes it takes a new set of eyes um, to, to, to bring you on to that next level, Davy. Yeah, he's just gone in, Mickey, and he's he's tweaked a few little things and probably watched Trim from the outside in the last couple of years and identified a few areas where he felt he could maybe improve them and just give them that extra five to ten percent. And that's all that was needed to be to be honest with you. Um they won the Mead Championship at a canter, which is a somewhat of a rarity, and um, particularly at intermediate level, it is. Yeah. And at Leinster you'd have to say it was comfortable enough in the end. Okay, the final, the way it went with a couple of red cards and black, it, it was a bit closer than maybe it should have been. But up until that point, there was no sort of element of luck attached to it whatsoever. So you're just hoping that they will need that at some stage. Hopefully, you know, if it's to come, it, it will be in the semi-final if they do need it. But you're coming to the stage now, you're playing you're playing the best in each province and ultimately... The Roscommon boys, aided and abetted strongly by that county contingent from the Murthas, are, are going to be a tough nut to crack and they're going to give Trim sort of more questions than maybe they've had up until this point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with restrictions lifted and, you know, numbers not of concern at these games. If you're about on Saturday, get into the car, go for a drive down there to the Downs in Westmead. It's only down the road for one thirty on Saturday. Trim versus uh, St. Folius from Roscommon in the All-Ireland uh, Club Intermediate Semi-Final. And, uh, you know, everybody get behind them. Which And I, and I have to say, it's been absolutely brilliant this year. And I suppose it does happen nearly uh, year on year that the Mead supporters from around every club get behind 
uh, any club that goes on and does well in Leinster and in the All-Ireland series and it's no different with Trim. So uh, 1.30 on Saturday. We wish all the lads the very best luck and Kevin Riley there um, as they uh, look to boot their spot in an All-Ireland final. So. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Davy, before we go on to the Mead Galway game on Sunday, I mentioned it already. The club season has uh, has been mapped out for us, and looking at it, the club the, the cup competitions are starting back now um, in February. The league starts off in March. The hurling championship will kick off in July. And the the adult, the junior, intermediate, and senior championships, football wise, will kick off in um, in early August. It's um, it's just brilliant to see a full year of fixtures already mapped out. Yeah, and it's gonna loop in from literally, as you say, from the start of February right through to what are we saying September time. It's gonna be week on week, sort of. There's not really much margin for for error or anything in between and um, the cup competitions is going to serve as the usual sort of pre-season competition for clubs to get themselves right what i have sort of noticed i think from talking to a few is that most clubs haven't gone back early you know you always see sometimes clubs come back in november and this kind of thing maybe the way it was with covid not many people expected to get the green light this early to go back playing games so i won't say it's caught people on the 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 hop, but the fact that the cup competition is there before the league comes in in March still gives teams that five or six week window to get themselves up to pace. Um, obviously, if you're entering a cup competition, you want to be competitive and try and win as many games and win the competition outright. But there's a bigger kind of factor at play. The league is going to literally go week on week from March right through to the end of June, Mickey. Um, it's going to be the the 12 or 13 round as we sort of known used to know it and love it. Um, not the kind of condensed three or four kind of team group slash cup competition that it was. Because now, as you said, they have a full calendar. But also, Championship is going to kick in that bit earlier now because of the split season in the inter-county. So I actually think the junior is going to kick off maybe at the start to the middle of July. Yeah, and then two, the two, rounds, two rounds in July and yeah. the third round in the first week of um, August. You're right on that. And the junior, the, the junior two or reserve competitions, they're going to be kicking off as well earlier than was first expected because it looked like they were going to be playing um, championship and then a cup competition. But the cup competitions have been brought in to be played around the same time as the league this year for, for, for the first teams. Um, which will be brilliant as well. So um, lots and lots of football for everybody who wants to play. Yeah, there's going to be a second team cup competition as well, I think, before the Premier yeah. Championship. So, you know, that's that's an opportunity for second team players to get more football, uh, which was a concern that they might only have a limited number of games throughout the year. So that's not going to be an issue anymore. Uh, there's also a very interesting concept for the under-20 teams. Um, 
there's an option for under 20 teams or amalgamated teams at under 20 yeah. level to be entered into the Premier Championship, right? So, like, I'm just trying to think, let's say there's there's uh, 20 or 25 underage, under 20 players with St. Column Gills, and they're maybe just not at the first team level just yet. They can enter the Premier Championship as an under 20 squad, or they can amalgamate. So if it's two country clubs that maybe have a few under 20s, couldn't do it on their own. They can amalgamate with another team, go in. And I think that's a brilliant, and I, I, I would strongly, not strongly advise, but I would strongly think that a lot of clubs would avail of that, um, you know, because it gives, it gives under 20 players a taste of adult football, but playing with their own sort of age as well, which is great. So that'll be really interesting if that goes through to see how it works. Yeah, that'll be really, really interesting. And especially the fact that they'll get to play football as an under-20 side during the summer, yeah. um, which would be lovely to see as well. Um, that'd be and wouldn't, wouldn't it be great to see them win it as well? Wouldn't it be great to see them win in a Premier Championship, beating a, a, a men's team or a men's club, essentially? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it would and, 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 and the whole lot, but I still at the same time would not like to see the older players being edged out. I mean, I obviously... I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from experience here and, and whatever. No, I, 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 as in, you know, you, we don't want it to become so serious that, you know, you just see a lot of people saying when, when, when they get into their thirties, oh, I'm not going to bother playing football, any sort of football anymore. Or if I'm not playing first team anymore, I'm not going to go down and give the yeah. other teams a dig out and whatever within the club. That's the only fear I'd have with it is that all of a sudden, you're just. It will become an under twenties competition, basically. Yeah. Well, and, and that's for clubs to sit down amongst themselves now and actually map out what is best for Simonstown, what is best for Corton. How do we sort of, um, how do we treat all of our players with with the utmost respect, and what's better for us? The county board have now given teams the options and the permutations. It's up to the clubs now to go off and decide what's the best avenue to to approach it with. But it should be fascinating. Davy, you were saying as well that a lot of clubs maybe haven't had a chance or were caught in the hop and weren't back training yet, and whatever. But there are a lot of teams back um, at the same time. And one of those, uh, of course, is under new management, and that's Gail Cullum Killer Kells. I um, believe they're putting in a massive effort at the moment. And uh, they have field sessions, running sessions, gym sessions, and whatever. And, some of the players, actually one of the players that I know of, just find it hard to get up and do the Saturday morning, 8 o'clock gym session. Um, Barry Farley, I believe, is putting in a huge effort, but just struggling when it comes to a Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Um, you know, he's after having a hard week, tough, working hard and whatever, and then just, just struggles with that Saturday morning. Do you struggle with the early morning training sessions when you do them? Uh, I, don't, I think there's there's not too many footballers that don't struggle with them, club footballers, but Barry, yes, probably at the best of times wouldn't be a big advocate of the Saturday or Sunday morning training sessions, Mickey. Um, but that man's class and come summertime ah, and, and that, summer football, you know, he'll be strutting his stuff. Um, he has so, an incredible left foot, so he does. He, I don't he does, know, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen him walking through Kells, but the way his left foot leaves the pack, is just something to behold. So there's an incredible walker on that left foot. So he's a brilliant. I think player. I think they're they were going to engrave after that a uh, junior B win a few years ago. I thought they were going to like take a carbon copy of his foot engraving and put it down by the 
by uh, by the headford there on display for everybody forevermore. But now, nah, like, but that's it, I suppose. With new management going in, yes, the likes of Kells, for example, would like to hit the ground running, and uh, Luke Dempsey, I'm sure, is eager to probably see what he has in the early weeks of the season. And as well as that, it's an opportunity for fellas to impress him, you know, because it's it's a clean slate now and an open book. Lara's been there for five years. Um, and and anybody who kind of has come into the setup or maybe has gone away from it in recent years has an opportunity now to kind of prove themselves. And um, that'll be really interesting to see how they go, particularly in the early weeks of the season. I do feel yeah. it's more important for some clubs than others, if that makes sense. Oh, like, for example, yeah. Wolf, Wolf Tones won a senior championship. I don't think they'll be, you know, approaching. Maybe they will because they so often do, but I don't think the Fesh Cup will be still top of their priorities. But they often go well in it, so we shall see. Yeah, yeah. Teams like Kells, they're they're kind of a they they're, they play on confidence and winning games breeds confidence with them. And and, and 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 if they can get a good start to the year in the cup competition and go on, you know that just drives them forward and whatever. And you know if they can get Barry Farley out on a Saturday morning, um, you know that 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 could be the catalyst to driving them forward and going and winning and lifting the Keegan Cup. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, Barry, you'll have to get in contact with me. I found out an awful lot about you there during the week. <laughs> um, so it's, it's all to look forward to anyway with the club scene. But um, I suppose moving on uh, this Sunday, 2pm, you mentioned it a few times, I mentioned it a few times, Pierce Stadium. Mead will get their Division 2 Alliance Football League underway with a game away to us or to, to Galway. Um Massive game, Davy, for for Andy McEntee and the lads. Just the way, just the way that their league campaign is mapped out. It, 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 the first game against Galway seems to be a big one. It does yeah, because the the first two in in yeah. the space of seven days, Galway away and Roscommon at, at home. Um, then you have games where maybe you're expected to go on a run and win a few games on the trot, and then you have the finale where Derry, you know, sit at the end and they're well expected, as we've talked about in recent weeks, to be up there and challenging for uh, promotion to Division 1. So what that means is your first couple of games, your first game, but your first two games is massively important because there's a break then in two weeks between round two and three. So if you're not going into round three with at least a win under your belt, you're in big, big trouble. The pressure's on. Um, You're almost... Essentially, you need to win every game after that to get promoted or you need to win a, a couple of games to avoid the drop. So it's so important. As it turns out, we've probably got our hardest two games on paper uh, first. You know, Galway and Salt Hill is, is a tough game. We're going to be missing a few personnel. Galway are very strong, came through the FBD, look quite good as well. Um, so it's going to be a big, big test for Andy's side. And uh, Look, we, we can only go there and hope that we we get better fortunes than what we've had in recent years going there because it, it is one of those places that not too many visiting teams come out with there, you know, with, with a point or two to their name. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose similarly to the Hurlers, they only got two games in their cup competition, the O'Byrne Cup. Um, and um, I suppose losing to Leash and seeing Leash then against Dublin in the in, in the O'Byrne Cup final, um, Obviously, um, we got the win the second day out against Wexford, but we kind of, at the time, were saying that, you were saying that it was probably a blessing in disguise not having to go down and play Wicklow. You know, in hindsight, it's it's an opportunity missed for Andy to 
try out more players or, you know, have that game, an experimental team out for that game, an experimental team out for the second game mm. and be nearly closing in on a finalised team for your third game and then you're going into the league. So, you know, you, you are missing out on that opportunity to get a look and see where, where players are. And as we know, there's a lot of lads to come back into the paddle due to injuries and different things as well. Yeah, like I'd agree with that normally, but it's the fact that, and he, he, he pointed this out to me when I spoke to him in Ashburn last week, that unfortunately they don't have more lads to try out or they don't have more lads to give game time to. They're working with a panel of 20 to 25. There's nights there, you know, a few weeks ago where they've come down and they've nearly been in single digits with training with lads away with, with COVID at Sigerson commitments, etc. So it's the worst the squad has been hit probably in Andy's tenure, to be honest with you, Mickey. Um, you've Okay, you have a couple of guys that have maybe dropped away from the panel, but you also have a number of fellas who are just out injured and unavailable for different who, reasons. Who are the lads that dropped away from the panel? Well, Seamus Lavin, I think Dara Campion is another one. Um, uh, Marky Brennan's obviously gone back into to the coaching setup. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of of whoever else is. There's three anyway. And there's um, and there's a Mickey Newman lads. as well. Mickey Newman, of course, yeah, and and like uh, all all lads that would be pushing it on, I suppose. Um, and a good few lads injured are, are out at the moment. Connor McGill. Brian Conlon, Brian Menton, Brian McMahon, Ronan Jack, Jones, Jack you know, Flynn. Yeah. Jack Flynn. We, well, Jack Flynn played a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? In one of the games. No, no. not that I no. can recall. No, like, like, yeah, and and I think Brian McMahon will be back for this weekend, which will be a help. He's been back training, so he should feature against Galway. Um, Connor McGill is touch and go. I think he's going to be 50 50 for Sunday. There's a possibility he might make it. Brian Menton, I believe, is going to miss the entire league campaign. Um, with, with a nasty you no know, finger injury, you might give him some uh, some tips on how he might heal that, Mickey. Um, put him <laughs> quickly because it's amazing when you look at Brian Menton's uh, mead or career or lifespan. He's very rarely missed a game in yeah. the Bourne Cup League or Championship. He's going to miss the entire league campaign. He was already back late into the panel, um, and with Jonesy obviously out long term as well. You know that's your first choice midfield gone, and you know it's it's difficult at the best of times. But we don't have too many big men. No, the, the, but the likes. It's an opportunity for the likes of Harnan to, to nail down a place. Ethan Devine, who I've been impressed with in recent weeks, I think he's done well to uh, to to improve and to maybe slot in there. We've always thought he had all the capabilities and attributes of being a county class midfielder. So it's an opportunity for those guys to stand in and try and put their stamp on it. Just as you mentioned, Ethan Devine, um, we will be doing a full um, preview of the game over on our Loyal Royals podcast this week. And Davey caught up with Ethan Devine and young goalkeeper and um, uh, one of two Hogan's. Uh, two goalkeeping Hogan's uh, on that meet panel. Billy Hogan um, at a press uh, night last week, and we will be just having a chat to those lads about the upcoming uh, league campaign. It is meet against Galway, two p.m. on Sunday, Pierce Stadium, and um, Davy, lovely place, lovely part of the world to be in. You'll be over there yourself, and uh, the lovely sea breeze will be blowing in on you to cure away uh, the hangover and and and, and to. Take all those cobwebs away from you after your eventful weekend. Let's just say, I don't know. You're a busy man these these days with all these uh, weekends away and stuff that you've got going on. Yeah, and I'm actually doing. 
I'm doing an overnight as well in Galway, and hopefully we'll be celebrating two points on uh, on Sunday night down down Shop Street. <laughs> so you're staying over in Galway as well on Sunday. What a man! What a man! Absolutely brilliant. But um, yeah, look, we want to wish Andy and the lads the very best luck. Um, Jesus, I uh, when, when I hear about the players that are missing and and and, and uh, the, the lads that are touching go and the uh, depth in the panel that you're. Or the lack of depth in the panel that you're talking about there, <clears throat> I just, I really think that Mead were in a good place the last two years, and, and it'd be a shame if we came back after all the lockdown football, let's call it, and um, when it was the leagues were only two and three games at a time and stuff like that. If we were to come back, go into a full league campaign, and not be able to give it our best shot, it'd be very disappointing because. Um, there's huge potential with this bunch of lads. But look, a lot of lads to come back from Sigerson uh, campaigns as well over the last couple of weeks. And I'm sure, um, uh, as you said, we'll be celebrating two points on Sunday evening. Davey, um, the club lottos, have uh, many of them been in contact with you? They have indeed, Mickey. Manal um, VGFC first up and uh, their results from Monday night. 8, 12, 13 and 16, the numbers. 320 are winners who are Peter Bryan, Joe Gill and David Kane. Next draw takes place on the 31st of January. 8,900 euro of a jackpot you can play it at manalvgfc.ie or on the Club Force app. Uh, Ballinlock, their results, uh, 4,900 euro jackpot was not won. The letters drawn were J, M, K and S. Next draw takes place on the 1st or 2nd of February. I can't read that. And uh, they had one match three winner who was Ryan Corcoran and he collects 100 euro. Dunchocklin and Royal Gales. The numbers drawn from their latest lotto, 16, 21, 22, and 27. No jackpot winner. One match three winner, who is Regina Ratican, and she collects 200 euro. Next draw is on the 31st at half eight, live on Facebook. 13,000 euro of a jackpot capped, 13,000 of a reserve capped, and 5,600 of a second <laughs> reserve capped. Uh, not capped. <laughs> um, you can play that one on Club Force as well. Um, Dunham or Ashburn. Um, don't have a lot of hope, but they're running their last man standing for the National League, which they've thrown in here as well. So we'll give that a little bit of a shout out. Um, the entry details you'll find on their social media channels. Uh, Black Hole Gales Lotto. Um, the numbers drawn were two, six, twenty-two, and twenty-seven. They had no jackpot winner. The thirty-euro winners are as follows: Veronica O'Reilly, Rita McCormick, Deborah McGurr, Patrick Burke, the fourth, um, Jimmy Burke, and Co whatever that is. Uh, the next draw is on the 31st as well. 9,200 euro. Um, you can get that one on their socials as well. Uh, Gail Conkill, uh, 8, 11, 17 and 21. The numbers drawn. No winner yet again in Kells. 12,000 euro it remains at for next Thursday night. The match three winners who share 150 euro between them were P. O'Neill, Marie Quigley, um, Mary Kennedy and John Morris. Uh, my own quarter in GFC, 7,600 euro jackpot was not won last Friday night. The numbers drawn were 2, 5, 17 and 32. Five 20 euro winners were Kenny Henry, Father Philly Tully, James Jackson, Triona Keating and Mary Rennick. 7,700 euro next week. Uh, you can play online at www.courtinga forward slash lotto. Dunsany. Numbers drawn were 1, 9, 10, and 23 on the 23rd of January. They had four match three winners who were Ina Allen, David Smith, Evan Clark, and Joe Burke. And they share 150 between them. 
Next jackpot is €10,000 and it takes place on Saturday, 29th of January. You can play online on the Dunsany Lotto or on the Kilmessen Centre or the Post Office via the Club Force as well. Castletown, 4, 8, 10 and 23 were their numbers. The Lucky Dip winners were Joanne Gaffney, Jason Ross, Ollie Casty, Jerry Dillon and Joe McGrath. Uh, €5,100 jackpot was in fact won by Stephen Cotter. So congratulations to him, €5,100 to start off his uh, new year. I don't know what they're starting their next one at, but I assume it's probably 1000 next week. Um, we'll keep an eye on that one. Kilmainham is €9,100 currently every Monday night. And uh, Minolte, I think, rolls on at 15,000. Um, the reserve increases towards 12,000 next week. The draw closes at 8 p.m. on a Sunday if you want to play that one. Um, so that's all from me at the minute, Mickey. Nothing from Jelly there, no? Sorry, I did get it. I did get one from Jelly. He's uh, Yeah, he didn't send it to me, though, so he didn't. No, nah, he's he thought you've. He thought you were gone, so I think that's why he kept sending them. To me. He sent a talent to me as well. <laughs> Did he? That that's a massive uh, two fingers up to you, Mickey. Um, just trying to locate it now. Where did he message me? As Davy is looking for that one, I'm going to give you Essentials uh, Towns Lotto. The numbers drawn last week were 14, 22, 23, 25. There was no jackpot winner. There was five by 25 euro winners. Sinead Lawler, Karen Lawler. Brian Clark, JJ O'Carroll, Nell Kilkenny. And next week's jackpot is staying at 10,000 euro. You can do it on Smart Lotto. Davy, was it Manalvi you were saying are capped at 13,000 and the reserve is capped at 13,000? Dunshockland. Sorry, it's Dunshockland, is yeah. it? Well, they're going to have to do with the lotto did at some stage. They're just going to yeah, have to They actually ready. are. Yeah, they actually are. Enough is enough, lads. Enough um, is enough. You have had your fun. <laughs> Uh, I've got Jelly and I've got Simon's down and uh, thankfully it wasn't one two weeks on the spin Mickey because it was one when you were away I know um, unfortunately it wasn't yourself but or ourselves but it was a 1000 euro jackpot last um, weekend on the 21st of January the numbers drawn were 13, 23, 26 and 32 and uh, Susan Callan uh, was the one match three winner it moves on to 1050 uh, next week, this Friday night coming, you can play online and through the club's app. app. Brilliant stuff. Excellent. Uh, or all the usual places, as he likes to say, as well. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that is in your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Davy, have you. Oh, yeah, before we go on to our Instagram interactive. Um, just again to give a shout out to GA Predictions.ie. It is of course Corten who run the GA Predictions.ie. Um, it's across all of the Allianz football leagues. You got to pick your winners from each of the games um, every weekend, and um, there is prize money at the end of each week for um, the highest scoring player. And your score will go to your the end total at the end of the league. 
and there's also a top prize winner at the end of the league as well. But uh, when you do join it, there is, of course, the We Are Meath uh, League. You can go in and you can do it on your own, or you can go in and do it and join a league. If you join our league, you are in with a chance of winning the famous uh, Trevor Giles sleeveless Meath uh, jersey, and um, kindly donated by Cortown GFC for the We Are Mead League. But Davy, looking forward to this one. Um, you know, I know I, I was listening to yourself and and uh, Alan Tommy talking about it last week, and you know you were saying I like to sit in the fence. He was right. You know, you get one of those draws right, and it can be the difference between you know winning the week and losing the week. And uh, I, I, I just yeah. have to pick the bill. And I was very close. I hit the post a couple of times last year with, with draws. Yeah, you actually were. Um, I, I do think if you get a draw and you get your other predictions somewhat right, you're going to be in contention. The way I look at this with the way our me tinted glasses on is there's 200 euro every week up for grabs. But realistically, you want to win the We Are Mead League. Yeah. So if, if you have to sacrifice a week of trying to pick safe predictions to win that round, just look at the long-term game. There's seven rounds of it. The We Are Mead League is an aggregate score of the seven rounds. It's a league table. We get it every week. We call out in the podcast. We name and shame those at the bottom. Mags Guinan and co. Um, she's trying <laughs> to get off the bottom this this uh, this year, Mickey. But no, it's great to have back. First time in two years. There's So basically, when you go on to gapredictions.com, fill out your selections, put in, you could play the seven rounds for 20 if you like. But when you go to the league, there's no need to type in We Are Mead. It should be on a drop down. So if you just select We Are Mead, you'll be entered automatically. And we'll have the latest scores this time next week for everybody that's played. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, brilliant. And we, we, we can't wait for that. Um, it, it always does get a bit of a stir going. And um, again, if you, what is it that uh, uh, Bradley Walsh says on the chase, uh, if you think you're clever enough, you know, uh, have a go. So uh, if you think you know your GAA, get on there and uh, join the We Are Mead League. It won't cost you any money to join the We Are Mead League. Um, but um, there is the chance of winning that jersey at the end of the day as well. Davy, have the public been in contact with you on Instagram? They sure have, yeah. A decent degree of uh, Instagram interactive Mickey this week, uh, starting off with Joe McQueenie. And uh, he wants to know, are we all going to Galway next Saturday night to enjoy the new freedoms? <laughs> I think there's a lot of lads enjoying the new freedoms since last Saturday night. Um, and are still starting to suffer with it. But uh, look, um, isn't it just brilliant that it, it's it's probably the, the, the best away game Mead can have this year. And it's the first round, it's in Galway, and the restrictions are lifted. It's time to celebrate. Yeah, and if we get a result, lads would have to make oh, it a two-day sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of lads will be ringing in to work on Monday morning, they've got COVID. <laughs> that's that's also true. With, with the restrictions being lifted, Mickey, I'm sure accommodation has probably increased in terms of what it will cost for people to stay down in Galway, whether that's Saturday night or Sunday. But thankfully, Carl Gibney has let us know that Jack Blake is inviting any Mead man to an afters in Galway in his accommodation. Hashtag Falcons. No. Oh, okay. Um, and, he's, and that's only for the men. Is that what you said? He's inviting any Mead man. Yes, that is yeah. very, very sexist. Yeah, yeah, that's... Look... That's disappointing. So it is. There's half of the supporters going down are, are, are going to be left homeless. So they are on the streets of Galway next weekend. 
I don't think he's much use with the women, Jack Blake. Oh. So maybe maybe that's why. <laughs> um, okay, so I I put the picture up when I was at the Emirates, right? Uh, for the Instagram interactive. So naturally that kind of got a little bit of traction. I was only, it was actually in the pub after I was watching Chelsea and Spurs on the TV. So that, but people, people kind of picked up on it. And Peter Duffy, who's been very quiet over the last yeah. number of months on Instagram interactive, just decided to weigh in and say Arsenal are shite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's blocked. Um, he's been blocked. Oh, he's been blocked. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. But, but it's not like it's fake news or anything though, Davey. Like, why are you blocking him? Um, I've just had enough of his rubbish. <laughs> his, his antics. His antics. And uh, I've just done it there. I don't know if you've seen it. So he's just been blocked. He's just been blocked. So the only way he's going to know this is if he listens to the podcast. That'll uh, be the ultimate test. <laughs> yeah. um, moving on then. And uh, lucky to be working has just said encouragement. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he might be let out of the attic soon. <laughs> yes, he was definitely in it last weekend, though, looking at his antics too. Uh, Dan O'Neill uh, said, I should have went to Selhurst Park, where, of course, I think Liverpool were beating Palace three goals to one. On that yeah. Um, let's not get into that one, because that was an absolute daylight robbery. So it was Palace were class. In fairness, Alison and goals was amazing um, for Liverpool. But then that penalty, Jesus. Um, but yeah. Um, Moving on. Uh, Andy Smith said, Rispin on the wine in the Emirates. Hashtag notions. Are we on the wine, Davey? Yeah, because there was only lager, Mickey. You know, I don't really like beer and lager, so it was was that or wine, so I just went with the wine. (laughs) But you don't like wine either. I drank it. (laughs) (laughs) Would you not just got a beer and thrown like a bucket of sugar into it and drank it then? Yeah. I did that with the wine, though. And, <laughs> no, Pinot Grigio wasn't wasn't too bad. It was I don't know. You're you're the wine expert here now. Yeah, a little Pinot bit sweeter. Grigio. Well, it's uh, well, it's just easy drinking. It's kind of like water. Mm, okay, uh, Colin Colin McAreevy just said that went well. Um, and Adam Chute reckons the title charge is back on for Liverpool. When did we become a soccer podcast? Um, yeah, just I was just about to ask that question. Um, and, um, and I've the, I've actually found the answer, and it lies with Jack Walsh. Oh, go on! League of Ireland preseason friendlies being played behind closed doors. Should that man not be training with me? Should like <laughs> should Nick Weir not be trying to focus him on the hurling and the hell with the with the soccer? Maybe he's maybe he's trying to deflect away or distract a bit from something, but um, and and he's doing a good job for so he is. Um, so League of Ireland game preseason games being played behind closed doors. Big things happening in it this year. Yeah. Uh, John Kelly wants to know, is Conor McGill injured for the Galway game? Could Brian Menton play any part in the game? Well, you've already answered Brian Menton being out for what you see as being the whole league season, which is an absolute disaster. And then you also answered uh, about McGill and said that he's touch and go. He might be back um, Mm. for the game against Galway. Yeah, that's that's the latest I've heard on the, on those two players. But yeah, two huge players, obviously, for Mead. Uh, Liam Byrne just said, very poor performance from the Mead hurlers again. Hope they can turn this around. Yeah, look, again, if, you, if you're to read into the Kyo Cup, but um, which all, all I would have, I wouldn't have been worried about uh, results in Kyo Cup at all um, this year because... Obviously, with the change in in um, 
the backroom team for the management and then also on the back of winning the under 20 be all Ireland last year uh, or under 21 um, there's going to be and, 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 and there was players leaving the panel at the end of last year there's going to be a little bit of a uh, not unrest or anything like that there's going to be players are going to have to you know gel get to know each other and, and stuff like that I think we'll, we can only judge or we can only I suppose maybe know where this team are after the league if they if the league goes well for them I think they'll you know start making inroads into that John McDonough and not be embroiled in relegation um, but if the league doesn't go well for them I think it could be more the same trying to stay up and not go down at the end of the season you know yeah, yeah, absolutely, Mickey. Um, the last one I have is from Susan Farrell, and she just said TJ Reid's goal going to be some final. I assume you've seen the goal. Yeah, from the free. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, I just I I've seen it loads of times now, and all I see is TJ Reid stepping up to take the free. He lifts the ball, and then I can't see it, and then the I net just the ripples. Yeah, the net just ripples. You know, like and you're like going what. Hang on a second. Where is it? And then you're slowing it down. And you're looking for the ball, and you can't see this letter anywhere. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible, incredible scenes. And you know he's written himself into the the um, the annals now after that one. So he has. But uh, Davy, is there nothing there from PS tapes? Nah. And he missed out last really? week as well. Yeah. And Jeremy Allen told me I thought that was hilarious when I finished the Instagram. <laughs> and it was, the one line that you always say, nothing for PS tapes, no? <laughs> uh, so was I. I actually was talking to PS during the week. And so was I, yeah. Was, what happened was when when uh, Alan went into um, Specsavers and Navin, he was talking to Paddy's wife, said it to her on the Monday. He says, I'm doing the podcast for Mickey. Make sure that Paddy has something in. So then Paddy thought when uh, his wife Dee came home and said it to him, um, he thought that you know, that uh, yous were going to be doing them during the week and he was going to get something ready. Mm. Then he saw the podcast coming out and he was like, oh, no, I'd miss my chance. And he says, I'll get something in for this week. So does he think that we're recording the podcast during the week again? Paddy, come on. What is going on, PS? What is going on? So um, two weeks in a row, PS tapes has let us know and he'll come back with something big in the next couple of weeks. Do you know where he is, Mickey? Go He's on. busy training. Ah, Mm. Oh yes, well he is doing a bit of running, all right. So he's he is, he's mm. doing the marathon this year, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe maybe he won't have time to be texting us on the podcast with some of his um, random um, trivia um, that he does come in with. But uh, it's I suppose what 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 our loss what's our loss is Dublin City uh, marathons gain. <laughs> And um, should be know. great entertainment, all right. <laughs> but he'll confuse them all. Just around, so, but uh, yeah, look, um, again, Alan Tony, thanks a million. Um, uh, absolutely, absolutely brilliant, and um, delighted to have you on the show again. Um, but um, the next time Davy is taking a holiday or whatever, maybe we'll get you on, or if I need to go back for more surgery. We get him back on, whatever he's a hopefully not an avid listener to the podcast and, and a great follower of the podcast as well. So, I think that's it for this week, Davey Rispin. And um, we want to wish, as we said, we want to wish uh, Kevin Riley and the trim team the very best of luck on the weekend. And they're all in the semi final. And Andy McEntee and the Mead footballers as they get their league campaign off to a start in Galway 
2pm on Sunday. The Hurlers will be out the following week on the Sunday as they take on Kildare. So I think that's it from the, us for this week's episode. We are Meet Why Matters More.